Hey, teacher friends. Welcome to the Teaching with Haley podcast, where we believe relationships matter. Research shows that positive relationships greatly impact student engagement and their learning. Each week, I'll share a few simple ways to improve your classroom community, build social-emotional learning into your day, and strengthen your relationships. I'm your host, Haley O'Connor. Hey, teacher friends. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about helping our students have healthy boundaries. Boundaries is something you will hear discussed on a lot of podcasts, mostly for grownups, but it's a great conversation we can begin to have with students as their children to hopefully help them make healthier decisions as grownups. Now, you know how passionate I am about encouraging kindness and compassion and empathy in the classroom, but it's really important that we balance that to remind students that it's okay to stand up for yourself and for others. Being kind does not mean you stand back and let bad things happen to other people, let you know, injustice happen. It doesn't mean that you're going to be taken advantage of or be hurt. What I see happen a lot is we have these beautiful, kind, sweet students, and there might be someone in their class that really pushes their buttons and they may get hit, you know, they may steal things from them and they don't have the language or the tools to stand up for themselves. And because we talk so much about being kind, they think they need to just take it and that they have to be kind or they're going to get in trouble. But there's a different piece that, you know, that, that they're missing and that's you can be kind and compassionate and still feel safe at school and still feel like you are being treated the way you want to be treated. So I want to give you a few tools to help teach balance boundaries to the students in your classroom. Now, if you own my kindness curriculum, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes, there is a fifth lesson I went back and added on boundaries because I felt like it was so important. So you have four lessons on kindness and then that fifth lesson on boundaries. You don't need to purchase the curriculum. That is where you're going to find specific lesson plans and printable activities as well as digital. But if you just want some ideas, let's talk about those. So the first thing that we can do is explain to students what boundaries are and give them a visual. So I like to say that boundaries keep us safe and they're kind of like a fence. So I have an anchor chart in my kindness curriculum that I use. Sorry, it's not actually an anchor chart because we didn't create it together, but it's a poster reference. And what it is, is it shows some kids that are smiling and there's a fence in front of them and there's a monster on the other side of the fence. And we talk about how when that monster gets close to our fence or if they climb it, we might feel really unsafe. We might feel angry. And so boundaries are what keep the monster on the outside. It's a really simple visual, but it does work. And that would be super easy for you to recreate with some chart paper and a marker. You know, here we are on one side of the fence with my garden. This is going to be where my learning happens, where play happens for me. This is where I am happy. And then the fence is our boundaries. These are the things that keep us safe. And everything on the outside is going to be what we need boundaries for. So after we've shown them kind of what boundaries are and give them a visual, we're going to talk about when are our boundaries crossed. And it's important that we're not having students share out like, well, Jake hit me yesterday and that crossed my boundary. (laughs) That's not a whole group conversation that we want to have. But we as teachers can give examples. We can say your boundaries might be crossed when someone calls you a name you don't like, when someone doesn't listen to you and you tell them no, when someone puts their hands on you and you 
you don't feel safe. Those are all examples of when someone crosses your boundary. And when that happens, it's okay to stand up and say no. So the next thing we're going to do is give students the language. So first we explain what a boundary is and we can use a visual. Then we're going to talk about when are our boundaries crossed and what does that mean? Then we're going to talk about what happens when our boundaries are crossed. What are some things we can say? So when someone crosses our boundary, we don't have to scream, we don't have to yell, but we can use a firm voice. This is what you could say to students. There's something I want to teach you to use. I would encourage you to write this down for them as well and keep it posted. And it says, when you blank, it makes me feel blank. Please stop blank or I'm going to blank. We're going to use it as sentence stems just like we would if reading comprehension, you know, the main character of the story is blank. It's going to be the same thing. Um, An example would be, when you steal my crayon, it makes me feel angry. Please stop touching my things or I'm going to tell the teacher. So that's really powerful to teach a child something. It's really simple. It's four lines. I promise you they can remember it. A simpler version would just be, please stop blank. I don't like it. So you can see how that's giving students a strong, powerful voice, but they're not yelling and screaming. Your classroom isn't going to be a whole bunch of, you know, eight-year-olds just screaming at each other. But giving them that specific framework helps them stand up for themselves when someone is crossing their boundaries. Coming back to it frequently, when you have conflicts, you know, ask, did you go through this? Did you tell them how it makes you feel? Did you tell them to stop? We can also talk about our voices during this time. And like I said, we don't have to yell. The first time someone crosses a boundary, it's okay to just say, please stop, or I don't like that. But the second time, we want to teach our kids to use that strong, powerful voice, kind of like a lion who finds his roar. So the first time it might sound like, please stop, I don't like that. The second time it might sound like, stop, I don't like it. Model that for your students. It's okay for our kids to use a firm voice. They do not have to stand by while someone is hurting someone. A lot of the examples I've shared have talked about when someone is crossing their own boundary, and that's going to be the first step. We have to get kids comfortable standing up for themselves before they can stand up for others. But the same thing applies as far as the sentence stems. You know, when you call Layla a baby, it makes me feel angry because I love her and I don't want you to talk to her that way. Please stop calling her a baby or we won't play with you anymore. So I use those same four sentence stems, but I was standing up for someone else. And you can model how we can use this to stand up for ourselves and to stand up for others. Something else that's really important is that as we're working on this with students, that we are a safe place. You know, the first time you teach this, even the fifth time you teach it, it's not going to be check, check, everything is solved. There's still going to be things that come up and students need our support as they're practicing this skill. It's a hard skill that grownups still struggle with. So when they come to you and say their boundaries are being crossed, honor that with them and help them through it. You know, don't brush it off. Probably when you teach this for a few days after, there's going to be a lot of little things that come up and students are going to say, oh, they're crossing my boundaries. And that's okay. Honor that. Those conversations won't last forever. It will become a tool just like everything else in your classroom. 
But when you first introduce it, there's novelty and students are practicing and learning about it. So be safe for them, honor that, help them. And the way that we can do that is remind students, you know, say, okay, well, let's call them over and let's walk through this conversation. So it may be that students can't have these conversations on their own yet. You kind of need to be there. But the more you do it with them, the more successful they will be on their own at playground, during independent work time, all those other times that you need students to handle conflicts appropriately. And then the last thing I'm going to encourage you is that when we're having these conversations, it's important to remember that most likely most of the students in our classroom will be on both sides of this conversation. They will probably have someone cross their boundaries and they will probably cross someone's boundaries. So it's important that we remind students, you know, it's okay to make mistakes and these things happen. If we hurt someone or cross a boundary, we can make it better. The framework I'm going to encourage you to use for this is I'm sorry for blank. Next time I will blank. We don't want to teach kids to just say I'm sorry because that can feel really empty. But when they have to acknowledge what they've done, I'm sorry for not listening when you ask me to stop. Next time I will listen. That has them take responsibility and really ownership over, you know, what's happened. We also want to encourage students when you break something, when something happens, see what you can do to fix it. So if you broke something that belonged to someone else, can you fix it? Like, is it a tangible thing? If it was an emotional thing? How can we fix their heart? How can we help them feel safe again? You know, when we cross boundaries, people don't feel safe. How can we help them feel safe? If you use hurtful words, could you say something kind instead? So helping students mend those bridges because, you know, like I said, kids make mistakes all the time and we don't want them to feel like, oh, I crossed someone's boundary. They're going to hate me forever. It doesn't have to be that way. We want these, these healthy conversations to happen in our classroom so that ultimately students can have healthy relationships relationships growing up. So today we just talked about a few simple things you can do to help students identify when someone crosses the boundary and how to address it. So first we talked about giving a visual or like an anchor chart, something to help students understand what a boundary is and then when it might happen that someone is crossing their boundary. What are those examples? Help students connect to this content. And then we're going to give them the language to use in a framework and talk about using strong voices so that we're not yelling, but we are using a voice that tells the other person, I'm serious about this. I need for you to listen. We always want to be a safe place for them as they're practicing this new skill. And we want to remind students that we all make mistakes. It's okay. What's important is that we fix it. So this is something that we can work on all the time. I am 34, still work on boundaries every single day. But these are important conversations to have when our students are young so that hopefully the older they grow, the more healthy their relationships are and the healthier boundaries they have. I would love to hear how you're teaching about boundaries in your classroom. Don't forget to drop into our Facebook group and let us know so that we can all grow as educators together. Happy teaching. Thank you so much for joining me on Teaching with Haley. I hope you feel refreshed and ready for a new week with your students. Be sure to visit teachingwithhaley.com to find additional resources like social emotional lesson plans, positive behavior resources, and ideas for building classroom relationships. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Teaching with Haley O'Connor. While you're online, I'd love if you left me a rating on iTunes or shared this episode with a friend. Be sure to tune in every week for more simple ways to engage and connect with your students. Have a great week.